Hello, thank you so much for joining me today for Give Him 15. I appreciate it. And the title of today's post is Finding the Old Road. The great Winston Churchill seemed to have a prophetic sense regarding his destiny from a young age, though he would not likely have referred to it as prophetic. At 16 years of age, he told a friend, quote, I have dreams about it, seeing into the future, end quote. Though he acknowledged that the dreams were, quote, blurry, end quote, he nonetheless insisted, quote, this country will be subjected somehow to a tremendous invasion. By what means, I do not know. But I tell you, I shall be in command of the defenses of London, and I shall save London and England from disaster. End quote. 16 years of age. No doubt orchestrated by God's sovereign hand, Churchill would indeed fulfill those words. Amazing. Though Churchill was not what most would think of as religious, he was nevertheless a man of deep faith and biblical knowledge, which many, like biographer Stephen Mansfield, believe was instilled in him by his childhood nanny. Churchill often referenced Christian civilization as one of the causes for which the Allies were fighting Hitler, Christian civilization, which the following partial list of quotes illustrates. In other words, the list could be much longer. There were many. Here are just a few. As early as 1931, way before the war, in the Strand Magazine, Churchill wrote about, quote, our duty to preserve the structure of humane, enlightened Christian society. End quote. In a speech to the House of Commons about the Munich Agreement in 1938, again before the war, Churchill said, quote, there can never be friendship between the British democracy and the Nazi power, that power which spurns Christian ethics, which cheers its onward course by a barbarous paganism. End quote. In 1940, he said, quote, I expect that the Battle of Britain is about to begin. Upon this battle depends the survival of Christian civilization. End quote. As he complicated the defense, as he contemplated the defense of London during the Battle of Britain, he referred to the metropolis as Quote, this strong city of refuge, which is of deep consequence to Christian civilization, end quote. In 1944, he said, quote, it is no exaggeration to say that the future of the whole world and the hopes of broadening civilization founded upon Christian ethics depends upon the relations between the British Commonwealth of Nations and the USA, end quote. And one more, right after the war, 
in his famous Iron Curtain speech on March 5, 1946. After the war had ended, Churchill still sounded the warning, saying that the Communist Party's infiltrating post-war nations, quote, constitute a growing challenge and peril to Christian civilization, end quote. Churchill knew the war was about more than a madman's lust for power. Satan was behind it. Satan has planned many actions and enterprises over the centuries to oppose Christ's cause, just as he did with Hitler and the Nazis, followed by communism. Today's Marxist wokeism, partnering with secularism, is more of the same. Secularism is the view that public education and other matters of civil policy should be conducted without the introduction of a religious element. The intent of Satan, the author of these evils, is to stop the gospel of Christ's kingdom from succeeding. Though his spiritual warfare manifests in physical wars and political beliefs, we must never forget that the roots and causes of all antichrist efforts are spiritual. The war for the soul of America springs from this battle. Raised up to trumpet Christ's good news to the ends of the earth, and having become a key player in this righteous cause, America has become a primary target of Satan and his kingdom. He wants to steal our destiny because it is linked to Christ's cause. The war over America is ultimately the same war Churchill and the Allies were fighting. Satan doesn't care whether he rules people by force, as in Nazi or Marxist dictators, or through intellectual ideals such as paganism, secularism, or hedonism, the doctrine that pleasure and happiness is the highest goal. As long as he can keep people from the truth of the gospel and the spiritual freedom it produces, he's satisfied. The same cynics who today scoff at statements regarding America being raised up for the cause of Christ would no doubt have scoffed at Churchill's statements that he and Britain were fighting for Christian ideals and civilization. And they're just as wrong today as they would have been then. When we pray for America's spiritual revival, we are praying for the salvation of a billion souls around the world. This also means we must be just as focused and committed today as the allies were then. Our cause is just as noble. Do not be deterred by accusations of Christian nationalism, followers of Trump, the bigoted right, hate mongers, 
insurrectionists or the various phobics words they coin. We know who we are. and We know who we are not. Don't be distracted by liars and propagandists who oppose and try to define us. When Israel's destiny was in peril because of their compromise, Jeremiah prophesied, go stand at the crossroads and look around. Ask for directions to the old road, the tried and true road, then take it. Jeremiah 6.16, the message. We must do the same. Knowing the United States of America was God's idea, connected to his cause, our founders left no doubt about America's connection to God and his cause. Consider the revealing words of George Washington and John Quincy Adams. Washington said, quote, of all the dispositions and habits which lead to political prosperity, religion and morality are indispensable supports. It is impossible, he said, to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. Adams said, John Quincy Adams said, the highest glory, highest glory of the American Revolution was this. It connected in one indissoluble bond, indissoluble bond, the principles of civil government with the principles of Christianity. It doesn't get any clearer than that. America's old road leads back to the old road of the gospel and the cross the birthplace of Churchill's Christian civilization. Let's pray. Father, you are leading us back to the old road, the ancient path. We are recapturing our roots and destiny as a nation and will cast off all the shackles of false ideologies and demonic strongholds. This is being enabled and empowered by the prayers of your people as they come into agreement with your will. Even the coming shaking is to facilitate this return to destiny, not end it. Just as Churchill was called from his mother's womb to help preserve freedom and Christian ideals around the world, we have been called from our mother's wombs as well. We were born for such a time as this. You determined the time in which we would live and the boundaries of our habitation, Acts 17, 26, which means we live now because you willed it. We will not be deterred from our cause, distracted by demonic strategies and assaults, nor waver in our commitment. 
we will see the sweeping revival you've promised and the fruit of its redemptive power. This redemption will not only affect individuals, but the corporality of our nation and the nations of the world. We will not fail because it is not our strength or wisdom that give us victory, but your power and wisdom. And we decree that Marxism, wokeism, secularism, hedonism, paganism, or any other mindset will not prevail against God's purposes for America. We decree that the ungodly leaders in our land who partner with these forces also will not prevail. We pray for their salvation and deliverance. We bind every stronghold of deception working in our land and loose the revelation that brings conviction and truth. And we prophesy to the wind of the Spirit to blow on the dry bones of America. We pray and decree all of this in Jesus' name and it shall be done. And our decree, we decree that Christ's cause is our cause we will apprehend that for which we were apprehended. Philippians 3.12. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. We appreciate it very, very much. And we'll see you tomorrow.